0: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lightning like Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. It's definitely not saying. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Postgame Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the first Orange Weekly Postgame Podcast we've done since the unfortunate passing of Demarius Thomas. And we're definitely going to dedicate uh, not just this episode, but uh, all the other shows and podcasts we have this upcoming week in memory of him uh, and not just what, what he did on the field, but you know, the type of person he was and everything he did for the community off the field as well. So we're going to be sharing some stories. Rob and I are going to be talking about that, sharing our our memories of him. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about, uh, the big Broncos win over the Lions, so uh, they definitely <laughs> came out and, and did their part and, in memory of DT and you know kept their playoff hopes alive as well. So there's definitely a lot to talk about. We're glad you're here. Uh, wherever you're listening, please give us that five-star review. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Those things help us out a lot. Remember that we do these uh, post-game podcasts on YouTube live as well, so make sure you follow us On YouTube, and don't forget about all our other content that we'll be telling you about later on in the episode. So, with that being said, glad you're here. Kick back, relax, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, Fans, brews, and Broncos News. What's up everyone and welcome to the Broncos versus Lions post game podcast here on Orange Weekly. My name is Kev Dan. I am joined here by Rob on this Monday evening. Victory Monday, Rob, how you doing?
0: Uh, you know, I'm doing great today, Kevin. Uh Victory Monday is always a good Monday. Um, but uh yeah, I just another day,
1: another Broncos win in the column, and uh, let's keep it pushing. Let's keep it going. Exactly. And so Rob and I are going to be breaking down everything that happened in the game, uh, and we are live on YouTube as well. So if you're listening to this on one of the uh, the podcast platforms iTunes Spotify Google Play wherever appreciate you tuning in uh, or just remember that we do this live as well on our YouTube channel you can check us out there for our live videos as well um, so you know it, it, I feel you know a need to mention you know this is the first uh, podcast we've done since uh, the unfortunate passing of Demarius Thomas and to kind of open up the show you know Rob and I I think we're gonna spend just just a little bit of time talking about you know everything that happened and, and how how we feel and, and just spend a little bit of time honoring him um, and what you know everything that transpired in the game and you know there'll be some talk about everything that happened during the game as well because there were some interesting numbers that came out of it you know um, and um, but you know, I guess what I want to start by saying is for those of you who don't know, uh, the history behind Orange Weekly. Uh, myself and the the co-founder Jared really started this because we were both stuck in Florida. We were, uh, I guess she's stuck in Florida. We were stationed down there together, um, both big Broncos fans, and you know, found ourselves watching the games together, talking Broncos together, and wanted to find a way to connect with Broncos country on a larger scale. And that's really what the foundation of orange weekly was, you know, through the social media, all the live platforms coming out, uh, and being able to really feel that family presence of Broncos country, even though we weren't in Colorado, um, is exactly what we're aiming for. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I felt a stronger family togetherness in Broncos country than I have, you know, being at the game this last week. Um, you know, and it wasn't just the Broncos fans there, the Lions fans there too. There's a pretty popular picture going around today, um, or yesterday as well, of a Lions fan holding up a sign saying, Today we're all Broncos fans. This one's for, you know, Demarius. Um, so it, it was Really touching uh to, to just see how everyone really came together, you know, and the uh the memorial they had out front in the stadium there for them. Um the moment of silence, uh the the multiple times of chanting of DT uh throughout the game. Uh man, it just uh you can probably hear it in my voice already. Uh <laughs> keep, <laughs> um, it together, just, keep it together, Keep it together. You know, just how touching it was. Um, because this guy wasn't just an athlete, you know, um, everything we saw him do on the field was amazing, but everything we saw him do off the field as well was just as amazing. And, uh, everything his friends and his teammates have said is, you know, he was a better athlete or a better person than he was an athlete. And that just speaks volumes to who he was and, um, and the type of person we lost. So, uh, I know that's not the normal way we open up a, a post-game podcast after a victory, but, you know, I wanted to share some thoughts and, and just kind of, you know, get uh, give you a chance there, Rob, to share some thoughts as well, man.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I I felt compelled to um, have you post a video of, of just uh, a farewell message to Demarius Thomas. Um, he was uh, definitely one of the GOATs. Uh, Peyton Manning, all of his former, you know, teammates, uh, all had nothing but positive things to say. Um, he was definitely lost too soon, um, and and I didn't realize and and uh, you know, Orange Weekly don't uh, don't shame me for this, but I didn't realize how much he did off the field. Um, you know, once I kind of I kind of started looking in. I mean, I knew you know he did you know some charity events and things mm-hmm. like that, like Vaughn Miller, etc. Um, but you know, he was, he was definitely one of those guys, um, you know, very humble. Um, you know, when he had a bad game, he took it on the chin, like a champ and, and always came out, uh, the next game better than he did before. Um, but you know, he, he was one of the greats and, uh, and, and I, I was watching the game at the local place that I, I watch it here where I live here in Southern Utah um, so unfortunately I, I didn't get a chance to watch the tribute video or anything. Um, I didn't, to be quite honest, I didn't even understand what the first play was. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, definitely wore my Thomas Jersey. I've had my Thomas Jersey out. Um, and I may, you know, after this podcast, I may never wear this Jersey again. I may get it framed. I may hang it up. Um, yep. you know, I, and I've told this story before. Um, my dad and I went to a game in Denver the week after Denver traded him to Houston Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and even, even being on a, on a different team, you know, Broncos country still showed him respect and, you know, um, he definitely, he's definitely going to be missed. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's really, it's really a shame, but, um, you know, he definitely was one of those guys that was a better person, um off the field than he was a player and
1: uh, rest in peace, DT. We'll miss you, bud. Yep. Here's to that man. And uh, yeah, and thinking about it, um, you know, DT would want us to be having fun talking about this win, you know. Uh, And so I don't want to spend too much time focusing solely on on this, you know. I'm sure wherever he is right now, he's celebrating the win as well. Um, you know, him was, and Pat Bowling are up there, you know, <laughs> slamming beers a together. Good time.
0: Out,
1: <laughs> and so in the spirit of DT and, and, you know, not to make it seem like we're just all of a sudden moving on. And, and we're saying this just because we feel like we, we have to, um, you know, the, the purpose behind the show, you know, and this whole show, in fact, you know, all of this week's episodes of orange weekly are dedicated to DT. Um, but with the, the spirit in mind of him and, um, wanting to celebrate football and the football family that we have. so keep that in mind as we're going through today's show. Uh, let's come together let's have some fun let's talk some football um, and just uh, you know keep DT uh, uh, in, in your hearts and mind as we as we go through this. so um, okay uh, Rob, let's start this as we always do and just go through uh, our thoughts, you know, we, you know, other than the DT stuff, thoughts of what was going on in our minds before the game. You know, how are we approaching this game mentally? What were your thoughts, concerns, excitements, anything like that?
0: Well, I, I feel like a broken record, and unfortunately it's been like that since last year. But, um, you know, as, as we, we all have said, me, you, John, Jared, everybody, um, you know, it was which team was going to show up today. Um, you know, granted, the Lions at the time were 110 and one. Um, but on any given Sunday, any team can beat anybody. So I was definitely a little concerned. Um, I was definitely concerned about Pat Shermer doing Pat Shermer things, right? Which, uh, he did. And we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I I was I was excited. Um, I mean, obviously there was an undertone to the game, um, but you know I, I was hopeful. I I, I thought, uh, you know, we 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 did well. Um, you know, right out the well, I don't want to say right out the gate. I mean, kind of right out the gate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, you know, that was definitely you know my concern and my thoughts uh, before the game was which team was going to show up. Was it going to be the dominant team that? that beat the prolific number one offense in Dallas or was it going to be the team that showed up against the Eagles that (laughs) showed up against the, the chiefs, which we held to pretty decent offensive numbers and we just beat ourselves. So you know, it's, it's, I, I feel like every week, uh, you know, that <laughs> what's going to happen today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you never know. And that's the, I guess it adds a little bit of excitement when you put it that way. You're just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't even know what version of my team is going to show. It's not just kind of, how's the game going to go? It's what version of my team is going to walk onto that field today, you know, and that adds just a whole nother level of um, I guess, anticipation for these games, you know, you call it um,
0: anticipation. I call it fuckery.
1: I'm yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much too. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, man. Uh, it, it's something that you shouldn't have to be worrying about. Is the good version of your team going to show up today? Or is the bad version going to show up today? You know, and, and teams have off weeks, like, like they have bad games, but it's, it shouldn't be a toss up every week. It shouldn't be everybody sitting around going, I have no idea what's going to happen this week. Is it the good guys or the bad guys? that's going to show up, you know? Um, But that's where we're at. And so a lot of the things you were saying, exactly where I was at, you know, and and talking to people in, in the stands and out in the tailgates, same thoughts, you know, Um, a little bit of a, a, I guess you call it bad taste in our mouths or, you know, sour memories came to mind back from 2018 when we were six and six. And then facing the one and ten um or one and I think it was one and eleven um or two and ten can't remember 49ers Either something way, like that they were they were bad <laughs> they were just as equally as bad as the Lions but you know we were six and six at the time as well um and George or, uh, yeah Kittle and the 49ers absolutely ripped us to shreds in that game yeah, and so I remember was, that one there was a worry. Oh yeah. I can't remember just, just sitting there, just like yelling. How is Kittle ripping us apart? You know Um, that's what was happening. And so we were all, I know me especially was very, very concerned that that's exactly what we were going to, you know, well, what I was hoping wouldn't happen, but worried that, you know, it might, depending on what, what team came out there. So, Um, but you know, we get into the game. Um, There's the, the, the video tribute. There's the moment of silence, um, the DT chance, and for those who, you know, I think it was a little bit more apparent for us maybe at the stadiums because we were in the moment. We saw everything that was going on, and maybe they didn't explain it very well on the TV or or whatever. But to start the game, you know, Broncos uh, lost the coin toss. They elected to receive uh, – or uh, they the Lions were um, elected to defer. So the Broncos got the ball first. Uh, the guys went out there in a 10-man huddle. And they left the X receiver on the sideline. So Sutton stayed on the sideline because that's the position that Demarius played was that X receiver. Um, so they lined up uh, and in a very, very, very classy fashion, obviously this was coordinated before the game, but it was very classy to see, you know, we took the delay of the uh, game penalty, um, not enough men on the field. Uh, and the, the lions declined that penalty. So just one other very, very classy and emotional moment to really start the game and kind of put the game in perspective for everybody, you know, um, past that, what we saw was the Broncos move the ball down the field fairly effectively, but Rob, if you remember this, they kind of stalled out a little bit. And we kind of got lucky on a really iffy pass interference call on, I think it was third down there too. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Uh, You know, like I said, like you just said, uh, you know, they started out strong and then, you know, they started sputtering. And I was like, uh, ah, shit, here we go. Um, B.A., for the record, I did not get yelled at this time or talk to you (laughs) about keeping my volume down a little bit, uh, which was good. Uh at the same time, uh, you know, I was I was worried. So we, we did definitely get lucky on that on that pass interference penalty. Uh but uh yeah, I mean, you know, we, we started out strong, Melvin Gordon running the ball, uh Javante Williams being a beast as always. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still disappointed that we you know Tim Patrick had a good had a good catch across the, the middle, uh, but you know, we still are not
1: using our six foot plus fucking receivers Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating um patrick with two receptions uh for 21 yards um on five targets sutton one reception for nine yards on two targets so yeah i
0: mean it's sad when our when our tight end is our leading receiver four Mm -hmm. receptions for 51 yards with four targets and his longest was 32 Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but then you look at the run game. Melvin Gordon had 24 carries with 111 yards, two touchdowns. Shout out to Melvin Gordon. Yeah, uh, Javante Williams right behind him, 15 carries, 73 yards on, you know, uh, and one touchdown. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't understand Pat Shermer doing Pat Shermer things.
1: Right. It's a number of times, incredibly frustrating, you know, um, and I'll get to the one I have in mind here in a little bit, but what I want to ask you is, you know, let's say that we didn't get that pass interference in our favor on that third down that kept our drive alive. That led to our touchdown. We would have stalled out. I mean, we were, we were in field goal range and I think McManus would have made that. I mean, did, he did make that 52 yarder later on, right before the half. Um, but, uh, starting off with a field goal, you know, against the lions, I mean that as close as it was at halftime already, I think 14 to 10, um, you know, that, that could have been pretty, a pretty big deal, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm
0: really glad that you brought that field goal because had it not been for that fucking field goal, I would have guessed the score, right. Again. (laughs) Two times this season, I said on the pregame, I said 35 10. I want to see a 30 burger on the Lions. And these sons of
1: bitches (laughs) scored
0: 38. How dare they? So close. How
1: dare the Broncos put up more points?
0: God. Shit.
1: (laughs) Come on. I knew I should have said 38. I knew it.
0: I knew it. I knew it. Maybe next game. We'll get it next game. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, what we got the Bengals next, and then we got, yep. uh what is it, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers? Or no, uh, Raiders.
1: Raiders, Chargers. Chargers,
0: Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, same. gosh damn it.
1: <laughs> One home game, two away games, and then back at home against the Chiefs.
0: I was more mad about that than anything. I was like, <laughs> come
1: on! <laughs> You're doing a little too well today, okay, guys? Like, pull it back just a little bit.
0: No, but hey, <laughs> I'm I'm thankful that we got Money McManus because you know nine out of ten times he's gonna hit hit that field goal from damn near anywhere on the field. Yeah. Um, I, I know he's frustrated because we don't kick a whole lot of field goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean you know had we gone uh, up a field goal against the Lions there on that on that first opening drive, um, I don't think we would have won 38 to 10. I think Uh, like I was telling you before the show, you know, at, at going into halftime, I was, I was concerned because I was like, this game is way too fucking close. Um, You know, way too close for comfort. Um, But you know, Hey, they, they, they do have some studs on that team. Um, You know, and, and like I said, you know, you cannot, you cannot overlook any team in the NFL with the exception of maybe the Jaguars Mm-hmm. and maybe both New York teams. Yeah. And I guarantee if I have some family back east that sees this, I'm going to get a whole lot of hate, and it's fine. That's it's fine. fine. Everything That's fine. is fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely concerned.
1: Sure. For sure. Um, One area that still concerns me, and I think at this point it just – it. Solidifies all my thoughts about him. Vic Fangio needs to l- have that challenge flag taken away from him. Somebody needs to go up to him at the beginning of the game. Well, well, say, give me the flag. Give me the flag, bro. You're not. You're not holding this anymore. You lose the flag privileges. Okay, wait, you don't wait. Don't get just, to anymore.
0: Okay, this this doesn't happen. But I'm almost gonna defend Fangio because Whoa. wait, hold on, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. I am
1: not back enough for this.
0: I, <laughs> well, finish that one and get another one. Uh, you know, granted, yes, you were at the game. Um, I don't know where your seats are at, but when you saw it live, when you saw it bang, bang, even even my buddy sitting next to me, who is also a Broncos fan and follows us on all our shows, social media. Uh, so make sure you give us a, a like and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. Um, but even he said, no, that's a fumble. That's a fumble. And when you when you saw the replay, you were like, ah, that's so 50-50, you know, when they slowed it down. But when you saw it real live, you were like, no, that, that, there's no, like, no, there's no way. That's our ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 Kind of defend Fangio this week just a little bit, mm. but at the same time, due to his previous uh, faux pas, if you will, uh, you I know, will he's... not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> faux pas is a fancy word for fuck up, okay? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I when you see it bang bang, you were like ah that that should be our ball, but then when they slowed it down, you were like, damn it.
1: Yeah, and so my thing with that is whoever's in the booth telling him to challenge it or not should get that better view before, you know, telling him to throw that flag or not, unless the lions are rushing up to the line, you know, to snap the ball and Fangio doesn't have time. In which case then he has to make that split second decision before getting a better look. Um, that didn't seem to be the case this time. Um, and yeah, when you slowed it down, it was very, just, just not a fumble. So, it, it i think it's one of those things where if this was a once in a blue moon thing okay like bad call like i, I you tried and we were up by a lot at that point like twenty four ten or something i i don't know like you know significant amount twenty seven ten um so it wasn't like killing us or anything but it was just more the point of the matter of you know first off you're up twenty seven ten dude just hold on to it like there's it, uh, i don't know lots of things there and um you know, I I don't want to walk away from this game just feeling like, yeah, the Broncos are amazing, and therefore, you know, we beat the Lions, we played amazing against the Lions, therefore everything's perfect in the world. This team beat the Lions, and that's good. They should have, and, you know, credit where credit's due, but it was the Lions. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and throw them a parade. There are still areas they need to work on, and you talked about the receiving earlier. I think Fangio and his challenges and – Game management still are big areas of concern when we get to these bigger games. The next four games are much bigger games than this last one was. Um, And,
0: you know, is that that going
1: to bite us in the ass? Probably.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't even, I feel dirty even saying this, but, you know, thank God the Chiefs dropped a, what, a 40, 50 burger on the Raiders. Um, right. I started watching that game, and then like after the first quarter, I was like, "This ain't even a game." This ain't like, even a game. Like this is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I mean the next the next four games for yeah four games
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, are definitely going to be important. You know, we got the Bengals coming up next, um, and they're a good team too. I mean, they got plenty of, of, mm-hmm. of talent, uh, but they're beatable. You know, yeah, they um, just lost even. Yeah. Even again, you know, we're, we're going to be playing, you know, the chargers and the Raiders and the chief, they are all beatable. It's just a matter of us putting together the game plan, putting in the work and getting the fucking job done. And for the love of God, stay away from anybody who has COVID. Like right. <laughs> we don't need any more of that bullshit or the right. flu. Right. Um, you know, I, I feel like this game may have been different had the lions not had so many people yeah. out with the flu. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that <laughs> I hope and pray that Denver doesn't get anybody sick after just playing the damn Lions. But, um, you know, I mean, going back to the stats and, and, and I feel dirty even saying this, Kevin, and I know you're going to laugh when I say you it a
1: shower after this, you keep saying but, that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, we didn't have any special teams, uh, you know, uh, shit happened. So. Yeah. Thank God for that, but I yeah. still want Tom McMahon fucking gone.
1: I'm telling you, he's uh, going to be around, man. Uh, New owner's going to look at Tom McMahon and say, I want you here more than anybody else. I will
0: <laughs> take George Patton right square in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that with the yeah. utmost respect.
1: Right in the nuts.
0: <laughs> I will break out Cartman in all kinds of
1: ways. Don't even start. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, Hey, really quickly, guys, look, we're talking about all these upcoming games uh, and there's still a lot to talk about. I know this time of year for me, anyway, it feels like we should be a lot closer to the end of the season than we are um, just because of the timing of the, the season and that additional week um, that they've added to the season this year. Um, So we still got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's still a lot of action-packed high scoring NFL games that are going to be coming down the pike. So uh, make sure you go check out DraftKings Sportsbook. The latest no-brainer uh, is that you will be a winner once a single point is scored in a game. So new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's really that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. And DraftKings is giving away are giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, here's what you need to go do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older in a state that allows sports betting. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customers. Uh, restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call one eight hundred Gambler. Um, I know a
0: couple of people that need that number.
1: Oh yeah, and who's that? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm not wild. gonna. I'm not it's gonna say wild. it. I'm not
0: gonna say <laughs> it. But hey, if, if if I get on there and I. Bet
1: on Kansas City to score. Is that bad karma? Okay, so uh we'll we'll <laughs> it just a little bit. I did bet on Kansas City to win against the Chiefs. Or and against you didn't, to win against the Broncos. And you didn't walk out a millionaire? Well, I I mean I didn't bet a ton of money, but the, the previous two times in the season that I bet on the Chiefs to win, uh, they lost. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, this juju seems to be working. I got my lucky socks on. <laughs> I'm going to put some money on the Chiefs to win. And I'm really hoping I lose this money. And I ended up coming back with some money in my pocket. So I guess whoop-de-doo. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I really tried. I, I put money on the line for the We Broncos tried, hit. damn it. We tried. Uh, the offense did not get that message. though. So. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll be like, I have money on you guys losing. Like, you need to go out there and prove me wrong. You know, and it's funny. It's funny that,
0: you know, we were talking about betting. um, And I I apologize if I brought us up in the last show, but I have a friend that is a Lions fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, And before the season started, he was like, bro, he's like, I'm going to the casino. He's like, I'm putting money down on on Detroit to not win a single game. And I'm like, that seems kind of fucked up coming from a fan of that team and he's like bro you got to get on this with me and then when the lions won that first game i sent him a text and he goes i hate you shut up and i'm you. like i told you not to put 100 down bro i told you <laughs> they i i thought i i, I told him i was like bro they're gonna win at least one game like they're the i mean granted the lions have gone zero wins before but I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. They're going to yeah. win at least one game.
1: Yeah, I'm like, if
0: anything, possible. put money on them winning one game. Yep. And, yeah, well, well we go. all know how that turned out. You know, and I now do, the
1: Lions are one eleven and one I do want all the ones. They're ones across <laughs> the board um, in a bad way. <laughs> um, you know, I do want to say that the Trek fans are incredibly classy. I mean, just seeing them in the stands, you know, I mean – you know, even though they're getting their butts kicked in the game, like there was no, you know, not that they had anything to like be rowdy for, but still like, they're just very respectful of everything going on, you know? So uh, to your friend who's Alliance fan, and if there are any other Alliance fans who might be listening to this, you know, we do appreciate, uh, you know, how just classy you were that day. And, um, you know, and they're just diehard fans, you know, I mean, they're, they're so loyal, you know? What, well, they've won two playoff games in, what, 30 freaking years or something ridiculous? Like, you know, uh, yeah. single digits. And they're just they're just like, go Lions. They're just like, this year, this year. Detroit, I'll <laughs> you tell know? you what. And I, I not- give them mad props because you look at some Broncos <laughs> fans, and I'm calling out some Broncos fans who, we're not going to get playoffs this year. My team sucks. This is stupid. I'm not going to be a fan anymore. And it's like <laughs> – Dude, go be a lion. You know, talk to a Lions fan. Like, Kev, Kev, can I can I clip that? Can we use that no. over and over again? No, you cannot. That was that was not something that's that's clipable <laughs> for future use.
0: Hey, <laughs> I'll do be not on- Have
1: my consent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest.
0: Aside from Denver fans being as loyal and died her as they are, Detroit fans are just as fucking loyal because Detroit mm-hmm. fans and Browns fans. I mean, Browns are actually doing well now, but. Yeah. Change still like you know <laughs> i'm telling you man they are just detroit ah! and i'm just like yeah. all right bro go kick yeah support yeah. your team i'm going to go back over here and have a shot thank you
1: <laughs> cool thanks i'm out <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i'm, I'm out.
1: out mic drop <laughs> yeah man so you know i got to give them credit so um it has got to be tough being a lions fan but they are they're all about it so um All right, back to the game. So we talked about everything pretty much up to halftime. There were definitely concerns at halftime. Uh, the game was a lot closer than we thought. And then the second half, more than anything, the defense came out swinging.
0: Oh, yeah, you know? 100%. Um,
1: it was, I mean, the Lions had no idea what was going on. I mean, they were just getting beat left and right between sacks and the, the interception and um, the fourth down stops. And I mean, it was just absolutely insane. They couldn't get, I mean, the fact that they, you know, didn't score any second half points, but they just couldn't get anything really going, man.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we held golf to, and I feel bad even saying this, but we held golf to, to 24 of 39 for 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He got back, he got sacked two times. And I believe the number after the sack is, he was hurried 17 times. So our front uh, defensive line was in the backfield trying to get to him um, every single play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Teddy, Teddy, I mean, I feel like he should have done better, but, you know, he, he was 18-25 for 179 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. I think that was the big thing of the game um, offensively. Um, he did, he did get sacked one time. It was hurried five times. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's the lions. It's when you play teams like this, it's hard to be like, oh, they had a killer game. They had all these great stats. And it's Mm -hmm. like, look, we did what the fuck we were supposed to do. We beat a one in 10 team and we beat them handily. Hey,
1: hey, Uh, hey, 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 they are one 10 and one. Thank you very much. Sorry, okay. sorry. Okay. You're getting me okay. back
0: because I corrected you, Kevin. I get it. I get it. You're keeping me humble. You keep me honest. I appreciate that. But uh, you know, uh, and and I mean, like I said, man, we we did what the fuck we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they still had um, they still had their their leading rusher had 83 yards, um, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is too damn much. But you know, what are you going to do? Um, but you know, their, their defense, um, I mean, their defense was okay. Um, I, I, I still think that, you know, they, they have a lot to, to work on and to, to build towards, but so do the Broncos and, you know, moving on to the Bengals, um, we got to come up with a good game plan. I mean, Jamar Chase, let alone, uh, you know, is their number one offensive weapon, in my opinion. Yep. Um, oh, Alexen mix mixing he's getting up there in age. He doesn't have that explosive uh, explosiveness like he used to and and Joe Burrow is just a baller. Joe Burrow, I mean, I felt so bad for him. I know I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I felt so bad for him when it was like what the second second game or third game and he just had his leg destroyed. Yep. Um but you know, he's coming back with a vengeance and he is a baller for sure. Mm-hmm. So if our defense can build on the performance that we had this week, um, and even even let's 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 go back a game against the Chiefs. Like we held Pat Mahomes to zero passing touchdown, Tyreek Hill, zero touchdown, Travis Kelsey, zero touchdowns. Yeah. Like, you know, we 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 said it before, we beat ourselves. If we can go into that game and not beat ourselves, that would be great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the defense has really come together and found, you know, a, maybe a bit of identity they were missing earlier on in the season. You know, the middle part of the season there um, they kind of lost their way, maybe a little bit. Uh, I think they've come back together. You know, you've seen, especially the last couple of weeks that um, they've, they've really come, come up as a unit. The offense is still what's struggling and the. The, the perfect example of the, the Shermer offense is it's second and 15 and you run it up the gut. You run it right up the middle on second and 15, you get one yard, you know, and then on third and 14, you throw for a six or seven yard pass. You know, right. some of that is the play call, you know, uh, some of it is Teddy just checking down, um, not wanting to turn over or something. I mean, you, you can make the argument that the, the game was kind of getting out of hand by that point And we just didn't want to do anything stupid for me and a team that's struggling offensively. This is a time to, hey, let's try and go make something work. Let's let's, you know, let's try to move these chains on these long downs, because while we maybe don't have to right now, we might find ourselves in a position like this next week. And this is the perfect uh, time to go out there and try to make something happen. You know, let's let's be competitive about this. And so to run up the middle on second 15, I'm sorry, it's just an absolutely idiotic call. And and Jared is probably gonna disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, but well, I, I, was, and- I was screaming in the stands, all of us. I mean, but me especially, I was definitely screaming. I was like, You idiot, Shermer, you're an idiot. Who does that? It's second and 15, you're gonna run it right up the middle. Are you kidding me? And ladies Bruh. and gentlemen,
0: if there ever comes a time where you just see me on this podcast. Just know Kevin got arrested for being rowdy in the stands.
1: Where'd <laughs> <laughs> Kevin I go, ah, he's still in the holding cell? and He's still in the
0: cell yelling at Pat Shermer for being a dumbass. <laughs> no, but, you know, I agree with you 110%. You know, second and 15, that is, not def- that is not a yardage situation that you run up the middle. Now, granted, we did have, uh, with the exception of, I think, one of Javante Williams' touchdowns, Uh, everything was up the middle, but again, it's situational football second and 15, you don't run it up the fucking middle. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was, there was a couple times where we had been running it up the middle and just eating them, you know, eating their lunch all day long. And then we, you know, again, I'm going to coin this phrase, but Pat Shermer doing Pat Shermer things. It was like, yeah, let's run it around the outside. Like that'll work. No, 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 it won't. no. (laughs) You know, and, and, and even, uh, you know, jumping back to the receiving for a second, uh, you know, even Jerry Judy uh, had a quite a bit of a tough day. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was five for, for 47 yards on six targets. Um, longest was 21. But uh, holy hell, like, Pat Shermer, stop doing Pat Shermer things.
1: Stick to what fucking works for crying out loud. That's the thing he doesn't call what works. I mean, and so there's a combination of poor play calling, but there's also a combination of uh, execution, you know. Uh, It doesn't matter if you call the perfect game, if the players go out there and don't execute well, and this is where, you know, and then then execution is also a reflection of the coaching. You know, if you have consistent poor execution offense, well, that's a reflection of the coaching. And so it's kind of this circular, you know, wheel of gut that we found ourselves in on the offensive side of the ball. It's like, whose fault is it? Well, it's the coaching staff, but it's also the player's fault, but it's also the coaching staff. But that means it's the player's fault. You know, like it just goes back and back and back. So, very um, really quickly, Joey B up here in the comments on our live video. Joey, welcome to the show, man. Uh The Bengals-Broncos is going to be a great game. Hopefully, uh you know, the Bengals are coming off a loss of their own. Uh This is very big for – any Broncos playoff chances, the Bengals playoff chances as well. You know, um, they're in the hunt. They're also seven and six now, and uh, it's it's going to be rough. So, um, yeah, run, run the ball, only way Broncos can be successful. And we've seen ourselves – we've seen that when the Broncos run the ball over 30, 32 times, we win those games. You know, that's what happens.
0: And I'm, and I'm glad you brought up that number, Kev, because we did run the ball –
1: 39 times. Yep. So, so far you are correct on that, sir. So I'm just, I mean, that goes back to what a month, month and a half ago. I can't remember what it was, but I said, if we run the ball more than 32 times, we win this game. We ran the ball 33 times. And yet every time we've won, we have not run the ball less than 32 times. So
0: that's well, my right. magic
1: number that I'm sticking <laughs> with. As long as we run it more than 32 times, we will win that game.
0: So now the question is, is do you put $32
1: down Ooh. on Denver to win? See, that was a one-time thing. I don't know. <laughs> usually if I bet for the Broncos to win, we lose. Like, I'm the I'm jinx, you know. Okay, so, well then, yeah, but, let's <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, uh, let's not do that. I don't – I'm usually the, the bad luck charm when it comes to that. So, um, look, it's going to be an interesting game for sure, and uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Make sure you all check out the pregame podcast. They're going to talk about all the matchups and uh, give you a much better in-depth idea of what to ex- expect for the Bengals-Broncos game. Um. As we wrap this up, I do want to kind of re-hit, um, you know, the uh, the end of the game. There, very, you know, just maybe just as emotional as the opening of the game. You know, Justin Simmons uh, got that interception right next to the eighty-eight painted on the field, and they, they ran the over. They line. put put the ball on the eighty-eight, pointed up. They huddled there. They came together as family, um, and then. Our touchdown drive following that interception was an 88-yard touchdown drive. You know, yeah,
0: that is that is definitely uh, that is definitely uh, I I don't want to say eerie, but it, it's a little, a little eerie. Eerie, it's a little um, eerie. and and also uh, at the time of Demaryius Thomas's passing, he was 33 years old, mm-hmm. and Javante Williams uh, scored. Our, uh, what, did, wait, did he score our first yeah. touchdown? Yeah. And he does wear the number 33. So, um a lot of very uh I'm just saying. Uh very co- coincidental numbers if
1: you saying. will out of this was, game. But yeah,
0: that that it, last one 88 yards that was that was DT all the way.
1: Yeah. It, the whole thing meant a lot there at the end, you know. Uh especially just having it all come together and then again, leaving the game everybody's chanting DT and, you know, in the corridors, you know, the the steps down the stadium and stuff in the, in the hallways and everything. And so there's like, this team has a lot to, to build off of, uh, you know, this last week. Um, I think this was very therapeutic for Broncos country uh, for the players that knew him. Uh, um, And again, condolences to DT's family and friends. Um, You know, everybody is um, really come together uh, this last few days and it's been fantastic to see just just the community of everybody out there so
0: and even uh, uh shout out to Vaughn Miller who uh had that 88 decal the obviously mm-hmm. the one from Denver somebody sent him one uh and he was able to wear that uh even Matt Prater and uh, uh DeAndre Hopkins were also rocking 88 decals on their helmets as well mm-hmm. um and and that's just Super classy all the way around. Um, I, I have to agree with uh, with our good friend Brandon Perna, uh, and and just seeing all the love and support out on Twitter and and Facebook and, and everything like that, um, you know, it's it definitely hits home. And uh, we know we know D T is looking down smiling, and uh, hopefully he can watch over us and smack Vic Fangio in the back of the head next time he wants to challenge some dumb <laughs> it's
1: shit. like, so. don't do that. Put the flag <laughs> just, back in your pocket. I, man.
0: I just hope Vic Fangio's on the sideline. All of a sudden he goes, who said that? Who said that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time he, like, you know, gets his senses, the, uh, the play has been, you know. Oh, I was gonna challenge that! Ah, like, oh, shocks! Oh, you can just
0: hear DT laughing and, and that there big old smile of his. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was definitely an emotional day. It's been an emotional week, uh, but you know I think we need to to hold DT in our in our thoughts and prayers, his family, in our thoughts and
1: prayers, and yeah. and, and play out the rest of the season in honor of him. So, hundred uh, yeah. percent, man. Well, with that being said, everybody, Hey, I want to remind you really quickly of all of our other awesome content that we bring to you guys, uh, Monday night, orange weekly after dark starts after Monday night football. That's with Jason, you also got our Tuesday night show bourbon Broncos, no BS. It starts at 7 PM mountain time, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can watch it all there. Um, also got the, this pregame or the postgame podcast. You got the pregame podcast. You can find those iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, the postgame podcast is always on YouTube as well for you all to check out there. Um, game day, we got the tailgate talk about one hour before kickoff. And then we are the original halftime show. So as soon as halftime starts, uh, if you see anybody else doing a live halftime show, ignore them. Come over to Orange Weekly. That's where we got the, uh, the best and the original halftime show. Uh, Do not Jim accept any
0: it. imitations.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, look, we got a bunch of content for y'all. Uh, we're going to finish out the season strong. And, and, you know, as we get closer to the offseason, we have some off season content for you all as well. Uh, plan on there being another fan appreciation episode at the conclusion of the season we'll be sending out more information on that to everybody as well. It's a good time to just uh, for us to come together, hang out and have some good times and some good talk. Uh, not necessarily Broncos related. So, but we'll and see speaking, when that happens.
0: Speaking of fan appreciation night, had it not been for that, y'all would not be listening to me tonight. So uh, thank you to Kev, Dan, Jared, and the rest of the Orange Weekly crew. Um, you know, it's, it's been a great year and, uh, and I've enjoyed every minute of it and hopefully y'all will see me, Continue on the post game podcast with
1: the homie Kev Dan. What up, the homie Kevin? I'm gonna get that on the back of my jersey now, <laughs> bro. I'll make you a t shirt, like, I'll do it. <laughs> Kev Dan's fine, Kev Dan's fine. Uh, make one for my friend, uh, uh Dan, Dan Kev, Kev. As well. <laughs> yeah, he's the, uh, the number one YouTube follower as well. So,
0: and also uh, for anybody listening to, to the podcast, make sure you go give us a five star rating. Uh, that really helps out. And, uh, and, and we also do release the podcast on Facebook as well. So
1: you yep. can listen to it there. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, I always forget that last part. <laughs> You're good, brother. I got I'm you. doing this for six years and I keep forgetting that last part. Hey, with as fast as technology changes, man, we got to keep up with it. So maybe next year, maybe next year I'll get it together. We'll see. No promises. It's the beer. I'm
0: going to send you a sticky note to put on the <laughs> side of your monitor.
1: That means that I have to remember to read the sticky note.
0: Well, you remember the read
1: ad every time, so why not? That's a good point. A good point. <laughs> and score one for Rob. Hey, really quickly, one last shout-out. I do want to uh, give a shout-out to Peyton Manning, who is the uh, Madden ratings adjuster and did uh, uh, bring Tom Brady's rating on Madden down to a 44. Um <laughs> I do appreciate that. I think they found the perfect guy uh, for the matting the Madden ratings adjuster adjuster. So might uh, just be Peyton a Manning little tip of the hat to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss that, that uh, that did happen.
0: <laughs> oh shit. I, 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 my question is is how many Madden players sent in a complaint like you son of a
1: bitch. <laughs> hey,
0: as long as he gives all the all the Denver players 99s, I'm good.
1: You know what? We'll see what he does next year. They might fire him with it for that. It's <laughs> like you aren't really doing your job at that point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll that's see. hilarious. I thought that was all a joke. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was no, like, I'm pretty no sure way. that
1: actually happened. Like, I'm oh. pretty sure that's legit. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, okay, uh, Rob. Thank you very much. Uh, everybody else is listening. Thank you for very, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, it's great as always. The Bengals are up next uh, Tuesday night. Bourbon Broncos. No BS. Uh, make sure you check that out. All of our other content. Make sure you check that out. Um, we'll be here. And uh, Rob, nothing else to say other than our usual. Very strong.
0: Go Broncos. Broncos.
1: Take care, everyone. Oh. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.